and welcome to Unashamed, a Smut Lovers podcast where we just want to talk about smut. I'm Courtney. I'm Kelsey. Okay, so we're doing another read-along. Uh, we were supposed to be doing Sainted. We did the whole freaking intro for it, and then Courtney realized she's already read it, or already <laughs> read part of it. So we're not doing Sainted. My um, bad, guys. That was... Uh, that's all right. It's on me. I didn't even remember it. <laughs> So, well, she didn't get very far into it, but um, it's all good. It's all good. So we're going to do Two Wrongs by Kimberly Carrillo, which is a forbidden age gap romance. It sounds like it is like Beyonce's dad, main female character and... That's what it looks Beyonce's like. Dad or 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 husband's dad? I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know if not. they're married or engaged, but uh, it looks like the dad wanted her and has been um, watching her for years while she's been with. I'm assuming the husband, boyfriend, whatever, and then he screws up the boyfriend husband thing. And now he's shooting his shot. Which yeah, we, uh, we have read X's dad's romances before. I don't know if we've done read-alongs on them, but I know we've done them. Yeah, I'm not sure. I know we've talked about some, but I don't know if we've done read-alongs. It looks like it's a daddy book. Some One of the reviews says it's a daddy book. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't look at any reviews. I have been going in blind lately. A little too blind if my last one, you know. Yeah, somebody had said, so the daddy thing is not my cup of tea, but I still dove in and I loved it. Blah, blah, blah. Rest of the review at the end, they said I might be a daddy convert after this. We love a daddy book. Oh, there's cheating. See, I was hoping that there wouldn't be. (sighs) Well, I mean, come on. Well, you know. You have to expect. Some level of cheating, at least emotional cheating, in a book like this. Yeah. So uh, this is the content warning. There is substance abuse by a loved one, cheating, not between the main couple, emotional abuse from a spouse, divorce, attempted suicide slash self-harm, explicit sex, profane language, smoking, exhibitionism, use of the word daddy by the heroine to refer to the hero, sexual dominance slash light bondage, spanking, pregnancy, and breeding cake. Oh. They've they've already got me in one. We'll see. And I'm I'm really open on this podcast in a way that I'm not, especially not with my family or really even other people than you and Jojo, maybe. But I'm a lot more open on this podcast than I have than I am in my real life. Because here it, you know, who's gonna judge? And if they do, well, they can just shut off the podcast. I uh I'm I'm too open in general. I'll tell anybody anything and that's a problem. It's, you know, it just is what it is, I guess. I don't know. If you don't want to know everything about me, why are you my friend? You know? Don't talk well, to I don't me. have friends except for you and JoJo or my mom and sister. <laughs> and I don't think my mom and sister need to know about some of my reading preferences or secret kinks. So I don't care, which is a problem, probably. I don't know. I have no filter. I'm not, I'm not ashamed of anything, which I probably should have a little more shame, but I just don't. So anyway... This book <laughs> is uh, 
yeah, I think we went over like what we think. I don't really know. Um, I, I'm assuming the emotional abuse is going to be in her relationship with the son. Um, and the divorce. So if there's divorce, then they probably were actually married. Yeah. Um, the midway point is chapter 22. You know what I've noticed? Um, we've had four books now, like in a row, that where our midway point has been chapter 22. Oh, dang. Like our last you, four you books. pick up on things I do not. It's only because I edit the episodes, so I know. So I like remember. Even when I edit them, I don't pick up on it. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think it's been all four of our last books where chapter 22 midway point. I just thought it was so funny. It's that is funny. But um, yeah, I'm excited to dive in to this. Me too. I don't think I've read anything by this author before. I don't know. Um, I didn't check. Let's see. At this point, would I even know the if covers, I read something by this author? Uh, I, for real. The covers look like something Courtney probably has read before. None of them stick out, but I'm not going to say that I haven't. Those, the Perfect Sin, Peaceful Chaos, Pretty Monsters, those books look like something you would definitely read. Well, if I haven't, I might pick them up after. Who knows? I know. We'll just have to see um, how we like this author. I mean, it sounds like it's going to be a good book. So I'm excited. Yes. All right. Well, if you're ready to dive in, go ahead and read to chapter 22 and pause here. Okay, we're back. Yes. I'm enjoying uh, it so far. It's okay. It's not bad. Um, I hate Liam, the ex-husband. Well, soon to be ex-husband slash sons. I hate him. Well, yeah. I mean, I know you're supposed to, but just he fucked this girl's life up. Just so yeah. drastically. He, like, lied and manipulated her, saying that, you know, he gave up his scholarship for her right after her parents died in a tragic accident. And so she gives up her scholarship the next year, decides to stay and get married. And it's just, it's so awful. He won't even give her access to bank accounts. Oh, my God. Yeah, so... There are a few, like, inconsistencies that I don't love. Like, with the dad in particular. Like, he... I don't know. Just his personality is, like, not not my favorite. <laughs> I feel that. It's not enough to, like, deter me from the book. I still think, um, I still am enjoying the book, but he, like, is so hot and cold and wishy-washy, and, like, but he's portrayed in a way as if he's not hot and cold and wishy-washy, and it, it weirds me out. Yeah. Well, and he was such a dick. Like, from the time Ren was 18, right after she loses her parents and decides, you know, like, to get married and everything, he like sets out on this hate campaign for her because he's yeah, a and then, to her. And then she just flipped her script so fast with him. Yeah, that 
was weird to me. But I think I understood it better when she explained that um, she did the same thing with Liam after her parents died. Like, she just... Yeah. She would go for the sex and the comfort and whatever it was just to hold on to something when everything else in her life was, like, falling apart. So I understood her script flipping super hot and, you know, hot and cold and all of that. It was... Yeah, I guess the dads, that made less sense. Yeah, it was just done weird. Like, it, it's able, like, I'm able to grasp it on both ends. It was just done, like, a little weird. But yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't enough to, like, deter me. Like I said, I still am enjoying the book. I got sucked into it. I finished it last night. I finished it yesterday. Yeah. Oh, so. I guess yesterday, too. I didn't, I was, uh. I don't know. I finished it quickly. So, um, but yeah, it was just, there are some like things that aren't really matching up. And I feel like as far as like the dad goes, he is like really wishy-washy as far as his feelings towards his son goes. Yeah. And he's been like that the whole time though. It wasn't like, oh, I found out he was stealing and betraying me. So now I like want to sleep with his wife and I'm letting it all go. It, the whole time he was very like, he didn't know how he felt about his kid. Like one yeah. second he's like, I love him and I don't want him hurt. And you know, he loves Ren. And then the next he was like, ah, fuck it. Not enough. I'm just going to go for it. Right. And like, there are things that he says where he's like, he's my kid. And then the next second he's like, but I don't know if I care. Like, it just, like, what? I don't, it doesn't add up to me. Like, which, I mean, whatever. It's fiction. Like, suspend belief. This shit would not happen in real life. For sure. Um, But, I mean, it's still, it's still a good book. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what to say about it. Like, I'm enjoying it, but there's things about it that I'm just like, Hmm. This would have been a really good book to like read alone and just get through. Yeah. Uh, because you wouldn't necessarily dwell so much on the inconsistencies if you were just reading it through without, you know, we talk about this a lot, but we, we pick apart the books when we're doing read alongs. And I think this one definitely would have been a better read by yourself or read, you know, that yeah, kind you of wouldn't have thought you wouldn't have thought twice about any of these things because they're not glaringly obvious but like courtney said when we're doing the read-alongs we're like we're doing this to pick them apart so um we're definitely harsher critics on books that make it to the read-along because and then i mean at the same point though if we love a book that we're doing on the read-along like no it's good because (laughs) we do pick them apart yeah I I agree. We we go hard for the ones that we really like. I mean, yeah. you've heard anybody who's been a listener to even a few of our read-alongs, when we really genuinely like a book, we will just praise and go hard. And even the ones we don't like so much. I mean, even that last one, well, uh, two, two read-alongs ago, the one that we didn't finish, our first DNA no, book, we praised the author be... very much, even though I, we didn't like the book. Yeah, the, what, what, oh, the daddy's, 
Daddy's something. Little Assassin or no. Daddy's Stepstalkers? I don't Daddy's know. Stepstalker, that one. Yeah, we liked the author. We thought that the writing was very well done, but we just didn't like the content. And, like, that's fine. Not every book is for everybody. Somebody's yeah. going to love that book. I'm sure there's lots of people that love that book. There were so many reviews that loved yeah. that book. It just wasn't for us, and that's okay. Yeah, but when we do enjoy a book, we go hard for it, and we'll give it the highest of accolades when it's a genuinely, you know, enjoyable book for us. And obviously that's, and even we've had different opinions where Kelsey has really loved a book or I have, and the other person didn't quite feel the same. This book feels like it's just middle of the road. Like it's fine. Yeah. It's, it's nothing yeah. that I'm going to jump up and down for, but it's not a bad book. Like I'm enjoying it. <sighs> I agree. So, I mean, yeah, it's fine. I'm enjoying it, but I, I I don't know. I don't really have much else to say. No, I think, I think that we've covered just about everything we could have. I know we're about to delve into um, a little bit of a heavier topic, but it feels like even the heavy topics in this book are kind of just like breezed through as though they're not as heavy. And maybe that's what it is because I really like, which we know, I'm going to say it again. It should be my catchphrase at this point. Mm-hmm. Hurt me. Hurt me. Like, I want to feel it. And I just, like, a lot of heavy, horrible things are happening to her. And I don't I don't connect with her. Like, I don't feel it. Yeah. Everyone, even everyone around, they're just kind of, like, breezing over all of the things that I feel like would lend a very healthy dose of seriousness and angst to the situation that's necessary when you're talking about these topics is just kind of like, Oh yeah, he, he was abusing you essentially. Like he was uh, emotionally and mentally abusing you or financially. And yeah, financially he was keeping her in this little bubble while he was cheating. And then, Oh, I have a theory. Go ahead. It's the best friend. Oh, oh, I, I thought the same thing. Audrey or Aubrey or whatever. Andrea? Who I don't remember. Who cares what her name is? She <laughs> sucks. It's her. Yeah, I think so too. Because she, every time, in the very beginning, the very beginning of this book starts off with um, her cooking dinner for her five-year anniversary. That's when she catches him cheating and everything. And she's on the phone with her best friend who's like trying to get off the phone. And she's like, are you sure you even want to save this like relationship? And just like being so genuine genuinely negative about it and I got this like weird feeling because every time she tries to talk to her she's being blown off and I was like oh I bet you it's the fucking best friend because I don't know for those I, of you who have best friends he, as soon as he didn't want to tell her who it was I was like oh man it's the best friend yeah I think like I caught cool. it right away so I will be shocked if it's not because it's most definitely someone she knows. Yeah, because like he doesn't, he won't tell her. And then the bartender uh, said that he like stopped picking up random women, and so he thought that they worked out their relationship. But when he stopped picking up random women, it's around the same time that the best friend stopped um, like really answering the phone and things like that. So it's it's her. Yeah. I, I agree. I think so too. And 
Oh, all right. Well, now we have to jump in and <laughs> get into it because I I need closure. Yeah, I definitely want to finish reading this one. This is not a DNF for us. No. <laughs> all right, guys, if you are reading along with us, go ahead and go to the end of the book and pause here. Okay, we're back. Yes. Uh, it was cute. I loved the epilogue. Best epilogue. Uh, it was so good. It was, yeah, it was adorable. So uh, I think we left off when she was explaining her um, suicide she had a little attempt. bit of a breakdown, a mental breakdown. And she like sliced her wrist with a broken shard of mirror. And she was explaining how, um, like, Liam didn't even notice that she was gone for, like, days. She ended up in an inpatient facility for uh, on suicide watch and going to therapy. So, um, also, Kelsey and I were right. It was the fucking best friend, and she was pregnant. I had a feeling. I oh. just knew. That fucking bitch. And then she didn't even stick around. She dipped, like, after the baby was, I think, like, a couple months old. Um, but it ended happy. I really liked that she left. Like, I know it was only for, like, a couple of days. But she she left and went to Florida with her aunt. It was a month. Okay. So maybe it was a month. Because the first two weeks she stayed in bed. And then she got a job. And she had been working at that job. For a couple weeks when he got there. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Well, then I guess. <laughs> yeah. But she left for a little while. And I was really happy that she did because they did need space. It was. They were. They were messy when she left. Like there was oh, so much going sure. on. Yeah, it was definitely necessary because otherwise there would have been the whole like you've been telling me to leave thing hanging over their head but she did leave so that that can't hang over the relationship anymore you know what I mean because she left and he, he followed her yeah and it was just happily ever after it's for everybody Liam ended up finally getting clean and staying clean for his daughter um like the very last the second epilogue was like years down the road. Um, I think it was like altogether like 10 years after the fact. So, uh, you know, they, they were older and there was babies galore and Liam got a happily ever after with somebody else. And then the best friend, Charlie, got a happy. Everybody got to be happy. It was so cute. And they all moved right next to each other. I and know. Their kids could grow up together. Yeah, it was a... It was a really, really cute epilogue. It was. I was so happy for Liam. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I hated him for most of that book. But also, I think it was the first epilogue that showed, like, him getting clean and really trying for his daughter. And I was like, man, now I kind of hope he, you know, he makes it. And then he Well, he started, to, he started to kind of turn around when they came back to town and were together. Yeah. He started to accept it a little bit then. And then he got clean, and um, yeah, they did 
the first epilogue was when he was six months clean and he made amends. And then it was 10 years um, after the fact for the second epilogue. It's just cute. It was really, really, really well done epilogues. Yeah, it was a, it was a cute, cute ending. And, you know, I it couldn't have gone better as far as it goes. It wasn't super angsty. Yeah, it, wa it wasn't terribly angsty. I mean, of course, there was some. Um, I think the angst was just, like, so built up over the whole book that there was no really big, like, crushing moment. Like, we knew that was coming. Yep. So, I mean, I liked it. What were we going to do next? I think... Oh, okay. Our next book is going to be Love Me Whole by Nikki James. Oh, okay. So, mail, mail. We're bringing in some angst with that one. I guess it was a good thing that this one really spared our feelings. Cause I tried to um, set them out in a way that I thought we might not get bombarded with angst all at once. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's our next one. So if you want to hear us do a read-along on Love Me Whole by Nikki James and stick around for our next one. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks. Bye.